0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia.
2: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
3: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff and I will be your host today. We're going to have a free-for-all match. Uh, I've challenged all of the gentlemen in the studio with me to a game today so uh well, let's just go around the table and uh see who's here
4: yeah it's ken and matt and neil and we're no i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> well uh right at the top here we wanted to send out a quick acknowledgement um thanks for the mention uh trivial warfare another great trivia podcast we suggest that you guys check out um it's really uh, entertaining great questions very challenging and uh, a lot of fun so trivial warfare our uh our partners in trivia
0: yeah uh you know we've been doing this for about a month or so now we've been kind of blown away by all the support we've been getting from uh the trivia community and a lot of the podcasts in the trivia community um lita george does something something birds which is kind of like uh name that tune without being allowed to call it name that tune uh if you've seen beat shazam uh it's kind of a similar concept they do uh like eight to ten second clips of the song you guess and it's pretty awesome and we would like to thank you for the shout out so Check that podcast out too.
3: Another thing I like is this format's really short, so you can you can play, you know, just go right through a couple <laughs> episodes, through those, yeah, yeah uh, really quickly. So it's nice.
4: Yeah, and best of luck to him on his uh, Jeopardy tryout. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I saw him posting uh, people sending in questions to help him. So whenever you do that, Lee, uh, good luck on that. And uh, we we heard Lee from Trivial Warfare, so it's all full circle. So uh, make sure you check out both of those podcasts, Trivial Warfare and Something Something Birds. And I, I wanted to bring up something too. Uh, For our listeners, uh, we've been getting uh, more and more reviews, and we really appreciate you guys writing in, uh, telling us what you think of the show on iTunes, so uh, we're going to do a little uh, fun contest, I guess we can call it. Uh, We want to get to 50 reviews. We're at 14 right now, so once we get to 50, what we're going to do is pull 10 reviews uh, out of a hat, and whoever wrote those reviews, we're going to try and contact and uh, give away a prize. So yeah, write in those reviews and uh, help us get to fifty. Uh, Jeff, you said you had a, a story that your coworker told you that sounded really funny right before we start.
3: Yeah, so um, I I did uh, earlier in the week. Um, coworker knows that I do this. Um, hasn't listened to the show, I'm pretty sure, but uh, so I won't call them out. But they, you know, they they posed a trivia question for me, knowing that I like to do this kind of stuff, and uh, I'll pose it to you. Um, I definitely got it wrong, and I'll tell you what my answer was and what my logic was. But uh, so it was posed to me, and the question was, what is the most expensive liquid? and that's by by um, amount so you know ounce gallon whatever you want to measure it in uh, the most expensive per any metric there hmm.
5: I'm going to say uh, jet fuel yeah. oh that's
4: a good guess like rocket fuel yeah. I should say rocket fuel
0: hmm. in my experience it's always been Cavassier so <laughs> Um
4: is
0: mercury when it's is that a liquid possibly oh, yeah,
4: maybe Louis th- Louis the 13th
5: yeah,
0: um, <laughs> somewhere in that range uh, mercury's Mercury is liquid. It's uh, I don't like know. Like it goes in thermometers. It's probably not. But that they expensive. throw it in thermometers. Someone guesses yeah, that right. expensive. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I, I don't know.
5: I don't know. I wish I had thought of uh, Louis the the thirteenth.
3: So those are those are all great. So my first gut reaction, genetic material is often quite valuable. So I originally guessed bull semen, and then I quickly redacted, and I went no. Like thoroughbred, thoroughbred no, racing horse semen. Lizard semen. semen. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I figured, like, you know, they, they try and keep the bloodlines pretty pure. I know that that stuff can be kind of expensive. Um, so I was completely astonished. This That's not even on the radar. It's actually scorpion venom. Mm. At $39 million a gallon, scorpion venom is the uh, most expensive liquid.
5: Oh, man. I got to sell my scorpion venom. <laughs> I had no idea. I was sitting on a gold
3: mine. Uh, so the protein found in scorpion venom can be used to treat pain in humans uh, especially those who suffer from MS um, it's also uh, prescribed to people who have RA, rheumatoid arthritis or IBS, inflammatory bowel disease but uh, yeah, at $39 million a gallon scorpion venom is the uh, most expensive liquid it's crazy expensive well knowing
4: we got that wrong just uh, makes my confidence uh, shrink a little bit lower right before we start this game so I guess I guess we should just start it
3: yeah, we'll see how that goes Fair enough. So if we're going to start, let me just break down the rules real quick. 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece split into two rounds. Halftime, we're going to be doing a special swing round designed by me uh, where the players can rack up some extra points. At the end of regulation, players will enter the final round with the points they've accumulated and have the chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The
2: cream will rise to the top, oh yeah.
3: Everyone ready to get started?
5: Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's rock and roll.
3: All right. What Star Wars actress portrayed Matilda in Leon the Professional?
4: Okay. Yeah, I know this. I know this one too. I'm in.
0: It's an actress question and I feel like I know it, so I'm pretty happy with this.
3: All right. Ken was uh, quite sure. What did
0: you say? Um,
4: This is uh, Natalie Portman. Neil? Uh, Yes. While I uh, prefer her young performance and beautiful girls, uh, it is Natalie Portman
0: i said natalie
3: portman and a sweep to start everybody with 10 points right off the bat
4: i feel like that you're you're um, buttering us up and now you're gonna like (laughs) throw down the hammer but i feel good right now i will tell you that
3: there's a good mix Uh, i made easy and hard questions okay question two on what planet would you find nasa's curiosity rover okay
5: yep i uh feel pretty good about this one as well
3: okay
0: i'm in yeah same all right Uh, i'll kick it to neil
5: I believe that's Mars.
4: I also said Mars.
0: I said Mars. Yeah. All right. Well done. Oh god, this Mars is, this all around.
4: Is totally going to be a Shyamalan twist. I know it's coming. <laughs> this is way too easy for Jeff, and it's just going to get hard.
3: Uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta the get a little bit of a you warm wake
4: up. up. In your own bed, you're like, oh my god, it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff's like, hey guys, my game's ready, and it's just like <laughs> name the seven moons of of Zanzibar or something. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, question three. What is the capital city of Canada?
5: There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: These questions are bad because I feel like I should know, it and I feel stupid for not knowing. It. I'm going yeah, to, I, I'm going to insult
3: all of you that get this wrong.
0: Well, what mm. stinks is, is they're just our neighbors up to the north,
4: and it's not like they're that, you know, different from us or far away. And and I should know
3: this. Um, I should expect that you should know it or have a reasonable chance to figure it out. If you didn't come immediately, I thought you would get it not in the time i'm going to allot you but eventually
4: i'm uh i have something written Mm -hmm. all right i'm not too happy about it but i wrote an answer
5: down yeah okay so I'll, i'll begin i could have written a city that i know is in canada i did not do that um i wrote one that i think is in canada it might be in australia or africa perhaps so i wrote victoria
3: okay
4: uh, I, I wasn't too sure. Um, I was toying between, I, I don't think Vancouver is the capital. I don't think uh, Toronto might be the capital because it, it seems pretty obvious. But just knowing their French roots, I just went with Montreal.
0: Yeah, I was, I was toying between Montreal and Edmonton for a little bit, but I ended up going with Toronto. Okay. While Toronto is in the
3: same province as this capital, uh, if I said that uh, you should have thought about senators maybe? uh ottawa it was ottawa oh it is ottawa hmm. i thought you might back that your way into is that victoria one
5: victoria a canadian city no it's australia. I, australia
3: I mean it might be but um like it's principally more known for yeah australia that's where and I was other places
5: that. Yeah. yeah i knew it wasn't one of the ones that i thought it was
3: yeah i thought maybe if you thought about sports teams because there's yeah. you know uh, we all know hockey pretty well i figured if you came up with ottawa senators you yeah might I, think I wouldn't have pretty been logically. Able
4: to pick one out of the uh i believe there's seven canadian hockey teams there, there's an ottawa suburb in illinois right I think, yeah, there is, yeah. I think i did a music tournament there once okay there is. i just want to make sure okay. great not that anyone cares but
0: <laughs> good info it's oh, all how
4: your did
3: it go
0: don't so, worry that's gonna get cut uh it went okay.
4: just
3: kidding i don't care <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> uh on to question four cogito ergo sum latin for i think therefore i am was a phrase written by which philosopher in his text meditations on first philosophy
4: mm-hmm. okay I, I i'm in
3: Yeah, I don't care. I'm in. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ken thinks he knows it. I went with
4: Descartes.
0: Okay. Matt? Plato. Neil? Uh, uh,
4: So if I remember correctly, you're the philosophy guy. I think I I was taught that Spa is the way to remember the succession of order. It was Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Um, And just merely for the fact that you said it was uh meditations on first philosophy i figured it was the first one so i put socrates
3: okay well ken is the only one receiving points on this question it is of Mm. course Rene descartes Ah, of course uh, i say of course yes because i'm the i'm the one who should know that um latin should have hoped i was hoping would help you out of the plato aristotle Mm. socrates because they were of course greek
4: oh yeah but uh descartes was french though right
3: yeah but okay. uh, a lot of a lot of academia was done in latin even if you had like french as a as a language how tedious
4: yeah latin just made me think of the old guys that's what i
0: was thinking too yeah. that's why i got in that era yeah so yeah, uh, i had
4: to i had to shake that thought off myself but you, you had to shake
0: it I off i was i was pretty sure it was uh, descartes but we you know, named so. philosophers so i feel like yeah. that was yeah. a yeah. good start and,
3: and spa you had the order perfectly dead on so it'd be socrates plato aristotle you've got it right uh socrates didn't really write anything all of the socratic dialogues were written by plato about interactions socrates had Mm -hmm. so
4: well we do know his most famous interaction was with bill and ted when he said uh (laughs) when he said uh, we're all like dust in the wind or i should say they said that to him
3: i think his most famous interaction was with hemlock but that's neither here nor there on to question five, which is a listener-submitted question. This one comes today from Adam Abbasi. So uh, thanks, Adam. Much appreciated. So the question is, within five years, when was the University of Chicago opened?
5: Well, that's hmm. tough. That is tough.
3: little local geography question for you.
5: First of all, when was the city of Chicago established? And then let's go from there.
3: <laughs> well, it's, it's not on the flag, which is good because all good flag design should have no words or numbers written on it.
4: Is mm. that pre, pre-fire or post-fire that it was established?
5: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably... I don't know why I'm, t- why yeah. I'm discussing with you. <laughs> I know, it's like we're uh, I think it's post-fire. It's in fire, the crest. The I'm not gonna... I'm not, I think it's post-fire, but...
3: I think you might be right. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to see the crest in my head, but it might be pre-fire.
5: All right, we're within five? Yes. Okay. That's a, that's a good question, Adam.
4: Yeah, and uh, I think I think you stumped me, but I'm taking a guess. I, one one number came right into my head. I I have no idea why I'm thinking of this number. It is probably totally incorrect, but I'm just going to go with it. Mm-hmm. I'm changing my answer. I'm I'm I'm
5: going earlier.
3: All right, who has the least confidence? That's who I want to pick on right Ooh, now. Ooh, me, 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 me. All right, Ken, go
5: for it. I went eighteen eighty.
3: All right.
0: I also went 1880. What? Oh, no
4: way. I think yeah. we had a little cheating here.
0: I didn't I didn't see.
4: I know. I'm just
5: kidding. Like I'm
0: changing my I, answer. Could, I
4: couldn't even see your paper if I wanted to. <laughs> I don't know how... I know, but your desk is three feet higher than Matt, and you're sitting behind him. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Just for people to visualize that. Just uh, imagine this as a classroom. <laughs> we're, we're in stadium seating classroom. Uh, I went with 1897
5: for no so, reason. Okay. So <laughs> your answer wasn't even based on the 1880
4: no. scheme here no no, i'm just saying because you you're the same accusing me of cheating it was a coincidence okay <laughs> i'm just kidding i know you're not cheating
3: well the good news to one of you is you will receive points oh uh, one of us <laughs> we know how this is gonna end then. <laughs> for the record that's not mutually exclusive two mm. of you could uh, be receiving points you're not, but we're not. it's neil oh. receiving points the university of chicago was opened in 1892 Ooh. and you just snuck p- in on that answer
5: man i was gonna say 1900 which would have been closer but still out of the uh the range that was my original
4: yeah i just snuck into that answer and that's the only way i'd be able to get into university of chicago is by sneaking (laughs) Sneaking in in.
3: (laughs) Uh, well you could just show up on campus it doesn't mean you have to attend classes there all right on to question six bruce willis was in what 1995 movie about a convict turned time traveler
4: all right i'm in i don't
5: think i'm giving neil anything that he didn't already know by saying is this the second uh luke Basson question of the game
4: uh it is not
0: these hints do nothing for me and i don't have any clue yeah so.
4: see i figured <laughs> I yeah figured that was the case. well it could either I, I don't care if you get the hint but it's either a luke Basson question or it's a terry gilliam question mm-hmm
0: I'll say my wrong answer first. Uh, whenever there's a time travel question and I don't know, I just say Looper, even though it's wrong. But he's in it, so. It's true.
3: Yeah, not terrible.
0: Yeah, there was some affiliation. Not
3: 1995, right. though. <laughs> Ken, I you went, changed your uh, answer.
5: 13 monkeys. Oof. Did I did I get the number wrong? I did. Uh, it's 12 monkeys, isn't it? It is 12 monkeys.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: I went 12 Monkeys,
5: yeah.
3: Neil with the credit on 12 Monkeys. Also, um, Fifth Element was not 1995.
4: Well, yeah, that's the other thing, yeah. That that would have given, been a giveaway.
3: Question seven. In what country was basketball invented?
4: Shoot, I, I so I asked a question way before we even started the podcast uh, uh, about what kind of baskets were used. And I remember they were peach, and it was invented by Naismith, I think was his name. I'm just trying to remember... If it was in the U.S. or not, this is get me. All right, I'm in. All right, I said uh, U.S.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, if it's not the U.S., I'm going to feel really stupid on this one. So I said U.S.A. I put Canada. Oh,
3: Neil, it's Canada. <laughs> it is? Yeah, oh, it's good. absolutely Canada. <laughs> I Neil, had a
5: feeling...
4: kind of running away with this one a little bit. Because I, I remember doing the research for this, and when they talked about how we used peach baskets and that uh, the way the game was structured... It, it said Canada and I was like oh that's crazy because it's such a, a, it's such a, a an american followed sport even though I know it's international but um the nBA is so like america centric
0: so uh, I'm glad I went with that guess yeah it seems so easy and I was like it can't be but it can't be anything else <laughs> and then it was something else <laughs> great it's usually usually how those
3: things go question eight within three years when did India gain its
0: independence from Britain
5: trying to remember the uh
4: the film gandhi here
5: yeah i don't even know the era
0: so i have i have an answer so
4: i'm between a few time periods but i i don't i don't think they're right but i'm just gonna go with i have an answer Uh, a little fun fact about gandhi um that year it beat et for best picture written richard attenborough beat uh, steven spielberg for best director and as many people know, Richard Attenborough would go on to be Jurassic Park. Yep, he would star in Jurassic Park, and uh, Ben Kingsley would go on to star in uh, Schindler's List with Spielberg. So,
3: so uh, I'm a I'll, bigger David fan. I'll go first.
5: David. I'll go first here. Um, I remember on another podcast, I think it was Trivial Warfare, actually, they were talking about uh, this question, and um, they were discussing whether it was right before World War One or right after World War One. I. I can't really remember um, what was discussed, but. I thought it was before World War One. I. I said 1911.
2: Okay.
4: Um, so for some reason, I had the, the number three in my head. I, I don't know anything about this question. I, I'm not pulling it from anywhere in my head. But I was g- going between 1913, 1903, and then 1923. And for no reason other than uh, the fact that I was happy that LeBron James lost another championship, I went with
0: 1923. I thought much later. Um, I thought it was after World War One, somewhere right in the middle of around World War II. Uh, I just said
3: 1941. Uh, Matt had the right idea. You got to go a little bit later still. Is it
0: 47? It's 47. And I had 47 and I crossed it out three separate times because it just seemed way too late. And, uh that kills me. That's good to know, though. Forty-seven. Yeah, yeah it, so. it's much later than you would think. Hmm. Uh,
3: I, I know I've mentioned it before. I don't know if it's ever made any of our show cuts, but I'm a big fan of uh, Salman Rushdie so, and Midnight's Children. Mm-hmm. So um, that's yeah, it's a it's a really great. Uh, retelling of the
5: so jeff's uh, easy game has taken the shamalanian turn it has and yeah. one of us is a creature so we yeah. won't tell you who.
0: <laughs> yeah if you, if you tuned out after two questions and then just checked back in with us uh, it's gone a little downhill since also then.
5: i can't be touched with water
0: mm. not necessarily for neil
3: um while you guys um maybe oh for four neil is three of the last four nah. so this
4: is unheard of i think it's the coffee we're drinking whatever i put in it it's working you put something in that? i put the limitless pill in there <laughs> <laughs> in, in just yours.
2: In just mine.
3: Question nine. Who painted the Dutch Golden Age painting The Night Watch? Oh. How many uh, great Dutch painters do you know?
4: None. This kills me because I've I've heard a question about The Night Watchman many, many times. And I'm like, I'm going to learn that painter's name. And I never do. And all I can think of is Keanu Reeves was going to be in a movie called The Night Watchman that never happened.
0: Well, I know the worst thing is that I wrote this exact question and I can't remember the answer.
4: Maybe you. Maybe I heard it from you. I, I've heard it several times though.
0: Okay, I
5: wrote an answer down. Don't think it's correct. Oh wait, so change your answer. <laughs> no,
3: you're good. Ken's back out. Neil, how are you feeling?
0: Now, once you're in, you're in. This is not the Hokey Pokey. I, <laughs> <so>.
4: <laughs> oh, all right. That's fine. the
2: episode title. <laughs>
4: Okay, I have an answer. I'm pretty sure he's not Dutch, um, but I just I like a movie that uh, is about this guy, so I'm just going to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm good.
3: Okay, so Neil, what movie do you like about what guy?
4: Uh, well, I love the documentary directed by Teller of Penn and Teller fame, uh, Paul's Vermeer, and it's a really great documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's about a, a scientist that are friends that's friends with Penn and Teller, and uh, he um, basically figured out the science of how Vermeer painted the uh, camera obscura and uh, basically recreated one of Vermeer's paintings uh, so well that uh, art historians couldn't tell the difference between the real thing and his, Um, and so I just went with Vermeer.
0: Mm -hmm. I put my favorite Sliders character, Rembrandt.
2: Hmm.
0: Ken?
5: I hate to bring this back around to another one of our episodes, but I was just trying to pick a guy that I knew wasn't uh, like French or uh, Italian, and I just said Munk.
3: Two Dutch painters usually come to mind. That would be Van Hal and Rembrandt. Yeah. It was Rembrandt.
4: Oh, I've, See, I went with Rembrandt on that episode uh, Your Edward Munch uh, The one about what painting was stolen mm-hmm. and, Well, uh, you
0: recently posted uh, on the Triviality Podcast About sliders And that made me think of Rembrandt And that's honestly what jogged my memory towards this one Because you said what was the name of the uh, the main character Oh, you mean Quantum Leap? Was it Quantum Leap? Yeah Hey, I yeah. did that completely wrong and I got the right answer uh, Apples and oranges Hey, close enough As long as you get the right
3: answer <laughs> Question 10 who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016? I'm not
5: going to covering my <laughs> answer, so Matt can't look. Yeah. The
3: game's gotten heated. People are very protective of their answers. Finally,
5: I can get one right again. Um, um, I think it's Bob Dylan. Blonde on blonde, Bob Dylan.
0: I knew Bob Dylan won this, and I didn't put anything down, so nothing for me. So
3: unfortunately, nothing for Matt, but Ken and Neil do get points. It was, of course, famously Bob Dylan who declined. Uh, to receive his prize i didn't put that in because i thought that would be a dead giveaway um also it's kind of funny that he wanted literature so yeah. well, i
0: wasn't even thinking literature i heard nobel prize and my mind went to um malala youssef absolutely yeah. and i couldn't remember the name and then i gave up much too early
4: <laughs> that's when he went I, I was thinking of that initially and then he said 2016 uh for literature and then that's when i knew mm-hmm. it was bob dylan yeah, yeah. he's uh you know Acclaimed color. lyricist though So I guess that's where the, where they came Basically just a poet putting his poetry to music So
3: Yeah exactly So tabulating scores After the first half
5: Yeah I have uh, 40 I, have I, I fell off pretty hard after that uh, The first uh, four questions Ken, there. Is, and
3: Ken is absolutely right He has 40 He's got a lead just over Matt with 30 Neil coming out as the Shining star of round one Wow, wow.
5: surprised Yeah um it's not so much that uh, I've only got four correct. It's the, the the nature of the ones that I got wrong. <laughs> I got them so wrong, <laughs> so bad, so embarrassing. It's okay, though.
0: It's okay. I'll come back. Yeah. I had a couple right answers that I've crossed out or was off by just a couple, so...
4: There. Well, the the question we have to ask ourselves here is if Ken has like a screw loose today, uh, because for some reason he just handed me a DVD of the uh, Dirty Baker's Dozen, which is like oh, Dirty please. Thirteen, but should be a Dirty Dirty Dozen. <laughs>
5: yeah, I just had a I just had a little conniption.
1: <laughs> Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance, and you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to twenty five percent by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products
3: not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
3: So on to our halftime. Today in our halftime, I focused on movies, specifically imdb's top rated movies what i'd like for you to name is five of the top 10 movies according to imdb users as of april thirteenth, 2017
0: i'll give you 10 points apiece for your correct answers
4: i already know that i already know a bunch of them i'm just trying to make sure that they're on the the it always
0: it feels like there's more pressure when a question's in your wheelhouse it's like oh i can't screw this one up
4: I know the first two. That's all that matters. I know that for sure, because the number one is the one I I agree with, and uh, it's my favorite movie. But a lot of the ones on IMDb are user-generated, so some of them don't really belong there, and they're only like five years old, so people just vote them super Mm -hmm. high. Yeah.
3: So Matt, you had the fewest points going into halftime today, so I will let you start. Just name five of the top ten movies on
0: IMDb. Um, I said Citizen Kane, Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Godfather, and Schindler's List. Mm, that's a good list.
3: Okay, and uh, on to Ken next. Okay, so um,
5: two I'm pretty sure about. I think Shawshank Redemption is number one for sure. I think Dark Knight is in there. Then I had to start kind of guessing. I went Citizen Kane, 2001 Space Odyssey, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King.
3: All right.
4: Lord of the
5: Rings.
0: I was thinking Lord of the Rings because it ends up in these lists for some reason. That like, would
4: just make this
5: whole list a sham. Ugh. Oh my God, Neil, you're so you're just so incorrect. That that movie ties Ben Hur and uh, Titanic. And uh, no, it, <laughs> Titanic. Titanic didn't even win that many. Did it?
0: Oh, I didn't
3: even think it, it Titanic. tied Ben Hur
5: for the most ever. The new yeah. Ben Hur, Un- unjustly though. So Neil, Maybe
4: if I watch them in 60 frames per second,
5: oh, I'll right. change my opinion. That's The
4: <laughs> Hobbit, all right?
5: How about some
0: answers, Neil?
3: <laughs> Neil's quite disappointed here, but I'll, I'll let him go. Neil, five of the top ten.
4: I like Peter Jackson. I like The Frighteners. I like Dead Alive. Um, King Kong. King Kong's okay. It's okay. Um, but uh, they're they're fine. I just, I'll rewatch them, and then I'll report back. But I just find them boring, and I fall asleep. Okay. Uh, number one is definitely Shawshank Redemption. Frank Darabont. It's probably my favorite movie if I had a gun to my head. Number two is actually The Godfather, Coppola's masterpiece. Dark Knight, I believe, is in the top five. Um, And uh, number four and number five, a little bit of a toss-up. I'm trying to decide if I should go old or new. Um, If this was AFI, obviously Citizen Kane would be in the top five. But I'm going to go with uh, Schindler's List, which I think might be eight. But I want to put Schindler's List in there uh, for a little bit of Spielberg. And then uh, five, I was debating Wizard of Oz or Casablanca um so
3: i'm gonna go casablanca
4: so shawshank godfather dark knight Schindler's list casablanca
3: so i will let you know um that uh matt you had two of them right all right i guess ken you had three of them right neil four of them right so you'll be getting 40 points ken 30 and matt 20 let me give you the list real quick and i've got a little bit further i want i'll go through the top 15 uh, absolutely right number one shawshank redemption number two the godfather this is where we all fell off a little bit. Number three, The Godfather Part 2. Mm, oh, I, I had
4: that one. I should have said it.
3: Dark Knight was in the top five at four. 12 Angry Men comes mm-hmm. in at number five. Absolutely yeah. right with Schindler's men, List. <laughs> 13 Angry Men, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Make one mistake. <laughs> one. one little mistake. Schindler's List comes in at six. Pulp Fiction seven, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, ah, absolutely oh, in the top ten yeah. eight. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly
0: mm. nine, and the top ten rounds out with
3: Fight Club. I'm
5: mm. so glad Lord Some of the Rings, reason, Return of the King.
0: You know, is I had I had Pulp Fiction on there, and I almost said it. And I really, you know, a, obviously, I wish originally
3: I, have, I had written a top fifteen list. Thought that might be a little too hard. You're gonna you're gonna hear now why I picked top fifteen. Really wanted to do this mostly because I think it's really gonna hurt Neil's feelings. Number eleven the lord of the rings the fellowship of the mm-hmm. ring number 12 star wars episode 5 the empire strikes get back
2: mm-hmm.
3: forrest gump comes in at 13 inception at 14 and if you go all the way to 15 you get the full trilogy lord of the rings wow. two towers yeah, is 15 that's, right, Neil.
4: that's a little yeah but this is imdb i like them apples <laughs> I, I don't like the apples um i also think empire strikes back i love it but i think it's a little overrated i think yeah. boba fett is a very uh overrated how do you character. Like, how do you like that lemba spread <laughs> is that
0: from star wars or lord of the rings oh or my god so lord of the rings has 20 percent of the best 15 movies of all time
4: excuse yourself neil yes
0: that yes. makes sense it does
4: i'll excuse myself and then i'll do it again i'll do it five more times before i stop just like the end go of the back return to the, of the shire. go back yeah. to the shire
3: uh i thought maybe ken might guess inception it's a, i know it's a favorite of yours. i was, th- it is I w- highly I was rated. thinking
4: about inception yeah um, highly but rated, i wasn't but kept out of the top enough. ten. you didn't incept yourself enough to remember mm-hmm. to say inception
3: well, he would have been wrong anyways, because that's just outside of the top 10. The only thing I Lord of the
4: Rings Return of the King this didn't guy. provide was 40 points, which I did get, so He'll sorry. I hope you sail off to the Grey Havens very shortly, Neil. Oh, wow.
0: man. There's a lot of hostility in this round. <laughs> there's, there's a
4: lot of uh, Lord of the Rings references that I don't get. Samwise Gamgee, I know that. Sean yeah, Astin. Nailed it. Why don't you watch it again, and maybe uh, you can right. be better informed. I'll watch it again. I watched them all when I was in... Uh, well, no, some of them I wasn't in film school, but... Uh, I don't know. I'll watch them again. I we'll 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 went what to happens. film school. Too good for Lord the range. I went to Liverpool film school <laughs> with Rico Starr.
3: Hung it on me wall. Oh, so yeah. n- no change in the standing once I tabulate the points here. Uh, so everyone does get a bit of a bump. Matt goes up to 50, Ken to 70, and Neil triple digits at 100. Wow.
4: I'm just getting all this hostility because I'm in the lead for once.
3: <laughs> all right. Let's start round two. Portugal shares a land border with this country.
5: I have an idea on this one. Geography is not my strong suit, as I'm sure our listeners already know. Seeing as I confuse capital cities of uh Canada and Australia. But
3: to be fair, you didn't confuse them because the capital of Australia is ACT. Victoria. I know, I know. The Australian know. Capital Territory.
0: The worst thing is I might be on the wrong continent and then I'm gonna feel real stupid. Yeah,
4: no, I I'm right there with you. Um, good. I'm can... between two right now. But I think I'm just gonna go with Brazil just because um I don't know. just because I want to.
3: All right, Neil with Brazil. Ken,
0: it's
5: Portugal, not in Europe. I went uh, Spain.
0: I also mm-hmm. thought it was in Europe and said Spain. Well, it's a good thing
3: you did because Spain is the correct answer. Yeah. See, there you
0: go. My first thought. Can we was, get off this uh, twelve monkeys thing now? I, <laughs> oh, no, it'll come f- back. Can I focus back on this? I thought. I thought. Like my first thought was Chile too for some reason. Like no, it's in it's in Europe. Now that
4: yeah, when you say Spain, it makes sense. But you not you're my thinking, thinking because Portuguese is the official English
5: That's of why. Brazil, yeah. that's why. You're
3: you're down to only the one monkey on your back. on mm. twelve. All right. Question two. Sergeant Horvath, Private Rubin, and Private Jackson are characters in this movie.
5: I'm th- you know I'm I'm running through a bunch of war movies in my head and I'm wondering if I'm on the wrong track. Because Jeff would most likely pick a pretty popular
4: one. Um, Horvath, Ruben or Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I could see him going, saving private Ryan, but I'm trying to think. I mean... Horvath. Man, that Horvath is... Uh, huh.
5: I'm,
0: got... I'm officially locked in with an answer.
5: Yep, I'm in. Quit looking at my sheet, man.
0: Right. I can't read your handwriting anyway, so what's the point?
4: I'm not happy with it, but
0: all right matt is the first in matt what did you say so i was initially thinking the damon wayne's classic major pain which i know is not Ooh. right I, uh, movie. I ended up settling in with a few good men all right ken
5: now now that i'm thinking about it now now that i've written my answer and the answers are coming in i think it's a cop movie and not a war movie but i said thin red line
3: and neil
4: Uh, A Few Good Men actually sounds really good Um, Meaning that Nicholson was Horvath I I thought maybe you'd go a little obscure Other than Saving Private Ryan or something newer So I just went Full Metal Jacket
3: Everyone danced around the obvious So Captain Miller Private 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 Mellish Private Caparzo And Corporal Upham round out the other parts of the team you,
5: i can't believe you did that
3: in saving private ryan i
5: thought it was too easy because horvath was that tom sizemore <laughs> yeah yeah see i would have guessed that i mean I'd... that's exactly what i wanted to say but i was yeah. like no way he's asking a saving private ryan question that's why
3: saving private ryan is like i think it's my favorite spielberg movie and it's certainly my favorite war movie yeah it should have won uh,
4: well i was in the, the right year. i was in the right conflict but not the right uh theater i thought horvath i'm like oh tom sizemore and then i thought it was too easy so i'm like okay i'm not gonna
5: go for that is that the word theater the Pacific Theater. Theater. That, right. That's what they say, right? Yes,
3: the Pacific Theater. Absolutely. Question three. It's all about the fifth element, not the movie, mm. and not the actual fifth element, which is boron. Which element is the fifth most abundant in the Earth's crust, in the human body, and in the oceans? All three. Number five.
0: I'm going to lock in with an answer anyway.
4: On previous episodes, you've heard that I don't know anything about elements except maybe a Honda Element. Um, so I'm going to go with just one that I know is in the body, and I think it's in the water and Earth's crust. So don't know if that's right. Okay. I'm, I'm in.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So All right. I went with one that is number one in uh, in terms of the Earth's atmosphere, uh, nitrogen.
0: All right. Yeah. I said I said sodium, but I think that's too high in the ocean. I think there's more than top five but i said sodium okay Uh,
4: i just went with carbon uh because i answered that on uh, a previous episode on episode uh six and uh, i got it wrong so i was hoping if i said it again i'd get it right yeah one of these days
3: yeah well unfortunately you've all gotten it wrong yeah you might find this in your bones you might find this in the great barrier reef and you definitely find it in the white cliffs of dover calcium Ah. Mm. is
5: that a game of thrones reference
3: no, like Sounds like, and,
5: and when Neil has a tummy ache, he busts out the tums, and there's in an, there's a calcium in there too. Oh, I, mean.
4: is it? I don't bust out tums. I know what you mean, though. You could. I could. <laughs> I, I prefer is... Gaviscon, and uh, they did pay me to say that yeah. today.
2: <laughs>
4: Gaviscon. <laughs> it takes the pain away. I love that we're saying it because uh, no one cares about Gaviscon. They wouldn't even know about this. So Gaviscon.
0: Okay. Someone has a Google alert set right, we'll for Gaviscon. <laughs>
4: Gaviscon's fine. No one cares.
5: See, nobody cares. That's <laughs> it. got G- here. G-
3: <laughs> so, question 4. What three presidents were all born in 1946? In fact, they were all born within 3 months of each other, summer of 1946. I'm okay. locked in. Matt's in. Yeah, this is not one I knew, um but then I stumbled upon this fact I thought it was quite interesting. I probably could have figured it out logically.
5: Okay, I'm in on this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read through my uh, presidents and think I came up with it.
0: Matt and Kenner and in. Neil's sweating it out over there. Watching both of these guys try to do math to figure out how old people would be when they were presidents is pretty great, though. I would have thought that people would have not been sweating so much on this one, but
4: I think I, I think I have two of them, and I'm just.
0: I, I'm in this. I was in the same boat, and then I decided that I wasn't going to think any harder. I was just going to lock in with what I thought was we right. We need
5: to name three, correct?
0: Yes, all three were born in the summer of '46.
3: So, uh, Ken, you, uh, you were in, you, you were out, you were back in.
5: Yeah, I did the hokey pokey on this one and I ended up saying, uh, Clinton, George W. Bush and Donald Trump. Matt. I'm
0: I'm almost a hundred percent positive on Trump and Clinton. And then I went with GW. Neil?
4: So, uh, I, I knew Donald Trump just had his birthday recently. He turned 71. So I, I hope he had a very unhappy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I deduced that one. Um. I put Clinton, and then I had uh, George W. Bush and Jimmy Carter written down. I feel like George W. isn't as old as I thought he was, and I saw Jimmy Carter on a plane handshaking everyone, and he looks very old, but I feel like he's like 80, but I put uh, Jimmy Carter, actually, instead of um, George W. Uh,
3: James Earl Carter is uh, 92, I believe. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. he's, quite, he's quite elderly. He's yeah. very old. Um, so, uh, yes, Matt and Ken with correct answers yeah. there. Uh, so, yeah, born within about three months of each other. Uh, Donald Trump... Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. Should have went
4: with my gut. I had them listed right there, and yeah. I second guessed myself.
3: Yeah, something that I didn't know. Thought that was an interesting fact. You know, because especially since you think it's been about um, twenty
0: five years yeah. <laughs> since Clinton took office, so yeah, so it shows you a little bit of a difference there. Well, he was the cool young president at the time, right? He did the saxophone thing. That's right. He played saxophone We're on stage. Out. Rhodes Scholar. Yeah depends on what your definition of is
3: is
5: <laughs> so we've been going cool lame cool lame yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're we're in for a treat next
2: <laughs> i hope so. So, <laughs> so kanye is running Good. <laughs> confirmed or the rock that would or be
0: very uncool actually. to me.
3: <laughs> no it's vanilla ice no one's cooler than Ooh, the ice uh,
5: <laughs> mr van winkle
0: yes
3: <laughs> all right on to question five our listener submitted question this one coming today from David Raffetto. Uh, David is our first Patreon supporter, so thank you very much, David. Uh, if you want to also join him and check us out, support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. So David's question is, what Washington, D.C. building has the address One First 1st Street? Got to thank you for this question, David. I uh, am a geography buff. Didn't know this one myself. Got it wrong when I took a look.
0: That is bad news for us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I know two buildings, so, and I don't think it's either of these. Well, I know one,
3: and it's address, (laughs) and then the one that I guessed was wrong.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I have a guess. In?
3: It's not like the Washington Monument.
4: Yeah, I I don't know if that was like a trick, because it has a door and stairs, and we considered a building.
3: That
0: did cross my mind. Yeah. I can go
4: ahead and uh, keep guessing, but I'm
5: just going to pick one, go with the gut.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put my wrong answer in, too.
5: Okay, I'm in. I'm not confident about it.
3: All right. Ken, you were in?
5: I wonder now if it's the Smithsonian, but I went with the Treasury.
2: Mm.
3: Okay. Matt? I put the Capitol building.
4: Uh, I put the Pentagon.
3: Not famously 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, as that is the White House. Correct. My gut also went to the U.S. Capitol, but you missed out on the third branch of government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One first street is where you can find the U.S. Supreme Court. Ah, so great question. Thanks for that, David. Yeah, thank Thanks, you, Dave. That,
5: that's a toughy, but mm-hmm. uh, fair question.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Do you know there's 365 <laughs> stairs there One so the for Supreme each day Court? of the year? No, uh, the U.S. Capitol. Going oh. back to that. Mm-hmm.
4: Now, see, that would be like one of those viral sensations that some weirdo does where like they they only they stand on one stair. photograph themselves on right? one Ugh. stair every one day for a year. One stair every day for a year. David yep. Blaine will probably do it at some like point. When time he lasts, like, <laughs> James Blunt's like had a bad day It'll be over. David Blaine's 365 stairs. I was actually
3: thinking it was Neil's 2018 recap, stairs in review, and it's just like a picture of you walking down the stairs one day at a time.
5: <laughs> Throw a slinky down the, that mother. Oh,
0: gets to the final one. Go all the way there's throughout. a there's a question here that I I don't Just like. like the, I'm uh, going to admit, so. Ace <laughs> it's very
4: symbolic of Congress. Oh, that too. We, we would need so a five close to we would need a five four approval to put that slinky downstairs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> question six: Which tennis champion tested positive for a banned substance at the 2016 Australian Open? Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Ah, you said champion, right?
4: Yes. This would not be the uh, tennis star that was on my wall in college, but a different one. Is oh, that Agassi? Man. That's going to give you a little bit of a hint. Back in 2003, Iowa City, Iowa. I won't say who it is now because I don't want to give give the answer away, but that person was on my wall. Fair I enough. just
0: don't like that those sports questions is a tennis question. Yeah, I do <laughs> Because know of one. course it is.
4: Okay. I am in on this
5: one. Okay. Uh, I think I remember hearing this on the news. Uh, that being said, I'm not a tennis guy. I picked a tennis player.
4: <laughs> All
0: right, well, let's, let's hear it. Right there. Let's yep. hear it.
4: I went with uh, Sharapova.
0: Mm. I went with Rafi Nadal. Uh,
4: the answer is Maria Sharapova. Mm. That would be
0: Maria Sharapova. Ugh, that wasn't even the right gender.
4: Do you know who was on my wall from those clues I gave? Kornikova. Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Yeah,
0: yeah. That makes sense.
3: One
4: of the other famous She opas. was
0: not a champion.
4: She was not a champion. Never no.
3: Won, never won anything. Champion Just a Meals of Neal's
4: heart. Meals. She a- <laughs> <No>.
3: <laughs> That's a <Beach laughs> champion of your of own heart. joke. Damn. I like it, man.
5: Today's not my day. <laughs>
3: Uh, it is not I but Neil's lead is tenuous right I, now, yeah, so. it is I won't score recap we'll, we'll save it for the end question 7 007 oh. tries to stop a satellite that can fire an electromagnetic pulse at the earth in what Bond movie
0: I'm in yep, same. of course they are uh, <laughs> I'm going to know it as soon as I hear it and then it's going to bother me um, yeah I have an answer okay count kind of with some
3: confidence
5: I'm going to go with Goldeneye, though Moonraker was also in my mind. Goldeneye is the one uh, where he's trying to stop the satellite from causing damage.
0: Yeah, uh, based on my knowledge from the 64 game, I remember there are parts of that, so I said Goldeneye.
4: I thought Goldeneye would be too easy, so I went Moonraker for some reason.
0: So uh, a
3: satellite would not be on the moon? Oh. Can and Matter correct. <laughs> it is oh, see I thought, I thought
0: Goldeneye was too easy. I love Goldeneye. Well, did you? I spent I so many hours in that multiplayer. What was the name of the guy that worked the satellite? I thought that one oh. had a, a nice subtle clue. I because be, uh, uh,
4: Boris. Boris, yeah, yeah.
0: Because uh, I
3: believe uh, satellite for Satellite Dish Played is one of the levels.
5: Alan, Alan Cumming, I believe? Yes, yeah.
3: he plays Boris. Question eight. What actor loved the smell of napalm in the morning in the movie Apocalypse Now?
4: I'm in. So make up for not getting Goldeneye.
0: This is one that I should know. Yeah, I don't.
4: Great documentary about the making of that movie uh, called Heart of Darkness. Definitely worth a, a look. I always confuse him with James Con.
5: I almost wrote James Kahn It's not him. It's uh, Jim Con. Jim Conn. Um He's got an S in his name. He's in The Judge. I don't know why, why I have such trouble with these actors. I always forget James McAvoy's name and this guy's name mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, uh, I got it okay
3: um i'm watching neil watch ken write down his answer (laughs) yeah Yeah,
5: folks listening at home there's definitely an edit in there because i was thinking about this for a little bit too long Uh, but i think i finally came up with the correct answer and
3: what'd you settle upon
4: robert duvall Mm -hmm. yeah so robert duvall is the correct answer i think where you messed up is you said there might be an s in it but in godfather he played Sonny, so maybe that's Mm -hmm. where you got the s from
5: I, i don't think so i think i just always forget this guy's name and it just like disappears from my mind and comes back and i think he's uh james khan for some reason yeah
0: that's a it's a common mistake matt um i put not james khan because i know it's not james khan and that's all i got from <laughs> that. that. technically correct yeah it is,
3: is technically correct but i will not award points for uh, that question nine uluru is a massive sandstone monolith found in the northern territory of this country okay can you spell or say unalu uluru uluru, U-L-U-R-U. It's a massive sandstone monolith.
0: All right. Ken? All
5: right. I uh, figured this might be related to Petra somehow, so I said
4: Jordan.
0: Okay. I was thinking the same region. Uh, I said, but I said Egypt. All right. And Neil?
4: Those are great answers. I just put Saudi Arabia.
0: So you
3: might know it better as Ayers Rock. Uluru is a monolith found in the center of Australia. Oh. oh. We are all way off. And uh, I purposefully wrote an Australia question I thought Neil would get wrong.
4: <laughs> I, I, I I was going to go Australia because you went territory and it jogged my memory because earlier on you said uh, Australian territory or whatever.
3: Yeah, Northern Territory is a state in Australia. Yeah, and so when you
5: no, said that, yeah. and the uh, when you spelled Uluru too, I was thinking that it might be like Native Aborigine. It is. It is an Aboriginal and I was term. Like, I was thinking that too, but I, I was too. Uh, Ingrained in the Middle East by that Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too I was all
3: in on the Middle East (laughs) Question 10 There are four fundamental forces in nature Gravity is one of them Tell me the other three Okay
5: This is tough Um, Trying to think back to science class
4: And maybe films that this might have been referenced in as well I apologize to Zach not My teacher uh, In high school It was a long time ago And I don't remember
0: Okay, I'm in. Yeah, me too, because I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't know this at all.
3: All right. Neil, you think you're wrong. What do you got? Oh, I think I'm wrong. I just put
4: uh, acceleration, velocity, and mass.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I put earth, wind, and fire.
5: Okay, I think I was onto to something a little bit more on this one. I think uh, in addition to gravity, magnetism is one. Energy is one. And I was having trouble with the fourth, and I had to settle for matter, though I don't think that's correct.
3: So the four fundamental forces, gravitation, electromagnetism, Mm -hmm. the strong and weak nuclear forces. After tallying up our points, Matt still in third place with 80, but Ken moves up to a tie for first 120 points he shares with Neil
4: all comes down to this neil I mean, we usually end in a tiebreaker but i feel like matt can come up from yeah matt's behind. here too let's, matt is still let's not here.
0: forget we'll see how this goes it's true i mean uh you can
3: wager up to 150 no one has that many but uh you certainly can make up some ground here all right so the first question is going to be in physics second question is going to be in geography question three is going to be in units of measurement question five 80s pop hits all right, so as you may know, final round, five questions. Players can wager up to 30 points per question, and so we will see what they wagered. First question was in physics. Which physicist is responsible for developing the uncertainty principle? Last name is acceptable.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this
3: too. Question two. Geography. Name New York City's five boroughs. Oh, man. The question three. In measurements, how long is a fortnight?
0: Oh, man. I know this one. <laughs> and I did not wager.
3: Question four. In sports, what is the occupation of the highest paid public official in the U.S.? That is not sports. And the last question is in 80s pop. In 1985, this band asked people to hush-hush as Voices Carry. Keep it down now, Matt. Hush-hush the lyrics and Voices Carry is the song title.
0: Okay, I'm uh, in all around. Yeah, me too. I don't think I'm going to get that one.
4: Uh, I'm just thinking of that public official one. Highest paid public official.
3: Yes. Tasha, Tasha, lyrics and Voices Character. I guess the way it's worded, you might think okay. I took a little I'm bit of artistic license, but I'm pretty sure that I can back this one up. I think it's fine. So.
5: I think I know what you're getting at.
2: I don't know what it is, but. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say.
2: Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? And Jethro, box of oddities—that is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities.
1: The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car! Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia podcast. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
3: And answers in physics. What physicist is responsible for the development of the uncertainty principle? Uh, so Neil had
0: the throwaway here. Let's go to you. He had no wager here.
4: Uh, I put just put Heisenberg.
0: Okay. So close. Uh, I put Newton. Ken? And
5: I um, put Hawking because I was unaware of the answer.
0: So the
3: only person with no points to gain is the only person with the right answer. It was Werner von Heisenberg. Oh, oh nicely done. The yeah. Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. The only reason oh, yeah, I, that, sound, that rings a bell The only sure. reason I
4: knew that is is my friend James is in a band called the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle, and I just, I didn't know if that was the same thing, but. Wow. It's quite a way to get it.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's one way. So Neil had nothing to gain, but Matt and Ken both lose ten on that one. Second question: nobody had any wagers, but the question was, <laughs> name New York City's five boroughs. Who feels confident with this one? I
5: take, go good. I think I got four of them. I want uh, Brooklyn, Long Island, Queens, Manhattan, and I couldn't think of a fifth. But uh, oh, Broadway,
0: maybe?
4: No, Neil. It's the Bronx. It's right, the, Bronx. the Bronx. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Long Island, and the Bronx.
0: Matt. Yep, I the same. Uh, it is
3: not Long Island.
0: Is it Staten? Oh, Island? It's Staten Island, Staten
3: Island Manhattan, the Bronx, Staten Island, Brooklyn, and Queens. For the record, two of the five boroughs are on Long Island, mm-hmm. uh, principally, if I'm not mistaken. I know Queens is, and I believe, um, I believe Brooklyn is also is it
0: not well Uh, if you're from new york let us know i'm sure you will oh no i'm sorry queens and the bronx right yeah queens and the bronx
3: all right third question measurements how long is a fortnight nobody with anything to gain here but it seems like everybody might know it uh two weeks 14 days i put two weeks i'll take either yeah two weeks 14 days
5: too bad uh everybody took the conservative route
0: I think if you had called that miscellaneous, I might have bet something. But so it's a shame that you labeled it. Try
3: and goad you into something. Yeah. All right. Last uh, for question. Four in sports. There is some to gain and lose. Matt bet 30. Mm-hmm. Neil bet 10. Ken stayed away. Why don't we go over to Matt? So the question, of course, was... What is the highest paid public official in the U.S.?
0: occupation. So technically, uh, an athletic director at a public university is a public figure, um, and they'd be the highest paid. Um, I think it's the athletic director at Alabama. I'm not sure which one. Do you want to give me the name? I don't. is uh, is, Is it Nick Saban? Is Nick Saban. Should I get bonus 30 I will,
3: I will give you that because you know who it was. Uh, <laughs> don't, yes, don't he, is, bonus he, is, he is an athletic director, but he's more commonly a football coach, yeah. as you know. So, yep, uh, that is correct. And, uh, Neil, what did you put?
4: I just put general manager. I had uh, no answer on that one.
3: Right. So, Matt gaining 30 on that one. Well all played. Right. Uh, Neil will drop only 10. And on to question five. Wagers here all around. Ken and Neil throwing in 10, Matt throwing in 20. In 1985, this band asked you to hush-hush as voices carry. Who was that?
5: All right, so um, when I was very young, I had these 80s compilation CDs that my uncle gave me as a gift. I believe this song was on uh, one of those CDs, and the band, I think, is called Till Tuesday.
0: All right. Matt? Matt? I was thinking of the song Too Shy by Koji something. And, Kajigugu? Yeah, and that's what I was thinking of, so that's what I put.
3: All right. Neil? Uh,
4: for some reason, I couldn't get uh, Toto's Africa out of my head, <laughs> so I just put Toto.
3: All right. It is not Toto. It is not Kajigugu. It is apostrophe T-I-L Tuesday, till Tuesday. Ken, well played. Thank you, sir. So, calculation of the final. Ken came out unscathed neither gaining nor losing. He broke even in that final round. Neil, down 20. And Matt. Uh, Matt also comes out dead level with where he started. Mm. So the final round scores uh, bring it to Matt, 80. Neil, 100. And Ken, 120. So it looks like this weekend you are the cream of
2: the crop. I am the cream yeah the cream of the crop
5: that was a that was a good game guys um i'm glad i was able to somewhat redeem myself for some of the really embarrassing Mm. answers i gave but i don't think any amount of victory (laughs) can
4: take away the the stain
3: of 13 monkeys of 13 monkeys you should have you
4: should have wagered so you ended the game at 130
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well 120 is actually the correct amount to Mm. end it so
4: yeah i was (laughs) i was gonna bet zero the whole round um but because we always end in tiebreakers and i should have but um that was a good game yep. good game guys yeah thanks jeff uh, good questions and i you know it was
5: almost like 50 percent through that game so i think that's a good uh, good difficulty level a
0: little higher than your usual game so we'll take it so. <laughs> is it <laughs> that's right about where you guys finish yeah, on mine
3: so fine. thank you to uh ken matt and neil for a great game If you'd like to play along with our contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page, download our official Triviality Score Sheet that we use here in the studio. If you'd like to get in touch with any of us, find us on Twitter using the hashtag TrivialityPod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod. Or you can reach out directly via email to send your question submissions to TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure if it's a question five submission to put it in the subject line along with the host you'd like to read it. We'd love to hear from you.
4: Yeah, thank you to David and Adam for today's questions
3: indeed and uh what is another way that people can spread the word ken
5: yeah thanks jeff and uh other than spreading the word the best way you can support the show is by rating reviewing and subscribing to triviality on your favorite podcast app and we really do appreciate those uh reviews to make us a little more searchable and uh you know hopefully uh more strangers can find us
3: we're uh, we're aiming for 50 until next game on behalf of ken matt Neil, and myself that was triviality
2: What food have we got left? Well let me see. Oh yes, lovely. Lambus bread. And look. More lambus bread. I don't usually hold the foreign food, but this other stuff, it's not bad.